At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Visa. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. And it is a great day for me. I'm dedicating this show to my dad, who just finished his radiation, rang the bell. And this is great news for me and my family. Can't stand the cancer. It's killed most of the people in my family. This is for you, Pop. Hope you're listening today, like you always do. A lot going on. We got Ian Sinclair, my buddy, played Colorado. He was at the Avs game last night. We're going to talk all about the Avs. The Broncos are playing overseas. We got that game set. Rockies in action against Washington tonight. Discuss a little NBA playoffs, too. You know, I was going to start with the Broncos, but the big story, I don't have to succumb to uh, Denver sports radio rules. Okay. I don't have to talk Broncos all the time. I'm going to start with the abs. How about that? Seven, two victory last night. Let's go. You can go on to betrivers.com. Any abs player to score the first goal in game two, get your bet back to $25 back to $25. If you lay down first goal score for the avalanche in game two, if your player gets the first goal, then you're you're cashing. I mean, you're making big money. If your player doesn't get the first goal but scores, you get your $25 back. I'll be doing this. This is only available here in Colorado. I'll be doing it. Just for example, if you put $25 on Nathan McKinnon to get the first goal of the game, let's say that's at plus 300. All right, you'd win 75 bucks. If he doesn't get the first goal but he scores later in the game, you just get your 25 bucks back. I like it. Let's get into the abs, though, huh? 7-2 shellacking of the Predators in game one last night. 
It was very nice. Five goals in the first period. We'll get to that in a minute. I just feel bad for Avs fans, though. A lot of the Avs fans could not find last night's game because it was on ESPNU. Supposed to be on ESPN. Penguins and Rangers went to triple overtime. Penguins won that game. But it's just a curse to watch the Avalanche on TV in Colorado. It's amazing. It's always something else. First of all, 80% of town doesn't have access to the Avalanche. Okay? Then... I totally forgot it was on altitude. I was sitting there sweating going, oh, man, do I even have ESPNU? Thank God I did. And then I realized later in the game, I just flipped over during the intermission. I said, oh, let's just see if it's, oh, yeah, the game's on. The game's on altitude. How about that? Took the abs on the three-way money line in the first period. Thought they'd come out just on fire. I'm going to look into that tomorrow, too. It's another bet that I might take because they're so amped up. They're so much better than Nashville. And... Nashville's goaltending situation is not in a good spot right now. So I'm thinking I might do it again. You could always get uh, taken by the tie. And of course, the Predators could win. I, last night, it was easy bet for me. Minus 105. Avs covered the money line, minus 335. Um, and then minus 125 on the puck line. Game went way over the total. Way over the total. But I do need to get something off of my chest. When you watch games on ESPN or ABC, and I have a feeling this has to do with Disney, which by the way, they've had their own issues over the last couple of months, but that has nothing to do with this. When you watch games on Disney, whether it be the NBA, you wait for the NBA finals every year without fail. You'll have these three second of dead air. It'll be the game, but you won't hear the broadcasters and you won't hear it. And some of you are, you're frustrated by this as well. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm watching this game and all of a sudden there's just no sound for almost no reason. Why? Because a player dropped an F-bomb or they said a bad, another bad word and ESPN just shuts it down. And it's such a little thing, but it really just grates. It just grates on me time and time again. It's like, why aren't we getting audio? It's just dropping off. It sounds like a technical difficulty, but it's not because athletes actually speak the way the rest of us speak. Okay. I'm sure the FCC is going to get a letter in the mail if ESPN allows an F-bomb to be dropped from Jane and Pueblo. Oh, I can't believe you let this happen. You know what? You should let it happen, ESPN. This is what happens when you go to games. When you go to games, you hear the bad words. When you go outside, you hear the bad words. I'm sorry. I got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Once in a while, we'll be out and somebody's saying a bad word and that just happens. And it's part of the atmosphere. And by the way, the Supreme Court, in 2012, they threw out a bunch of fines regarding inadvertent cursing and even nudity. Now, I don't need to see Steve Levy's naked butt, okay? I don't need to see anybody naked. Can we just give a little bit of the ambiance with the bad words, please? Get it together, Disney. All right, back to, back to normal programming now, okay? So... The Avs are now plus 235 to win the cup after last night. Overwhelming favorites coming in. You could get them a little over plus 300. This thing just completely tanked today. Calgary, Calgary second at plus 575. I mean, it is not even close. And you're barely getting even money on the Avs to win the West at this point at plus 115. So if you didn't get in when we did, I recommend you don't even bother. Unless the Avalanche are down maybe three... Two in a series, that, that number will go back up. 
because they'd be down in the series, but no reason to dive in right now. But what a start, 7-2, right? Any inkling that the Avalanche were going to come out slow after punting the last couple of weeks of the regular season, it did not come to fruition, thank God. Five goals first period, tied a club record for goals in a postseason period. McKinnon had two goals and three points. His power play goal at the 220 mark got the scoring going. You got Taves, Cogliano. Hopefully Cogliano's okay. McCarr, Leighton, they scored the other four in the first period. Landeskog, hey, Gabe's back too. Landeskog added one. Uh, he, he added one in the second. He missed 23 games. The last 23 games of regular season had that right knee surgery. Kemper only needed to make 23 saves. I'm actually impressed because it's very easy for a goaltender to look at the scoreboard and go, oh, we're up 5 nothing. We can kind of cruise. He did give up two goals, but he stayed sharp. Avalanche, first team to score, an even strength power play and shorthanded goal within the first 10 minutes of a playoff game since the Capitals did it back in 1994. So we're talking 28 years since a team did what they did in the first period last night. Even strength, power play, shorthanded goal. And Kale McCarr with that little flip of the puck, and he's just so great to watch. Game two is on Thursday. Avs minus 375 in the money line. You listen to this show, you know that that juice is too heavy for me. If you think Nashville is going to pull off the upset, I'm fine with that at plus 300. I'm not doing it. How are you betting against the Avalanche here? They're just too good. Uh, if you want to attack this and get a little better number, if you want the Avs money line, it goes from 375 to minus 215 if you bet the Avs winning in regular time. All right? But if they win in overtime, you lose that bet. They lose that bet. Now, if you want to tell me, and I'm likely going to do this, and I'll let you know the final bet tomorrow. The Avs are minus 110 to win the first period outright. And what that is, when you go to Bet Rivers, you scroll down, you'll see... Uh, game lines, you'll see period one, you'll see period two. We'll go to period one. It's called a three-way bet where you can either bet on the first period with Nashville winning, you'll get that at plus money. You'll get a tie, and then you will get the avalanche at minus 110. Hard lean toward that. Likely will bet that tomorrow. Now, let's look at some more of the odds. The total in this game, six and a half, but it's minus 130 to the over. Heavy, heavy juice to the over. I mean, honestly, little remorse that I did not bet the Avalanche over four goals, but that's a lot of goals. Plus 110 to the under on six and a half. Avs team total is at four minus 143. Can't go there. The under is plus 110. Can't go there. No player props yet, but that first goal score, that's something else I'm going to do for you, okay? I'm going to dig into this really deep and see who the um, most likely goal scorers are for the Avalanche, and we'll come up with a better two tomorrow, okay? But that is the news on the Avs. Congratulations. They have a one nothing series lead, and I fully expect them to roll in four or five. That was number one on the front range for the four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Let's get into the Broncos now. They are going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars in London's Wembley Stadium. It's going to be the night before Halloween, Sunday, October 30th. Kickoff scheduled at 7.30 a.m. hour time. Okay, so for those of you that are not going out on Sunday night to trick-or-treat and you're going out on Saturday night, try not to have a big hangover, okay? Don't stay out too late if you're trick-or-treating or you are going to be miserable during the Broncos-Jaguars game at 7.30 hour time. I'm setting the line early for this one. 
Seven and a half is my line. I personally think that the Jaguars would be so bad and the Broncos would be so good at that point in time that it might be 10 and a half. But let me give you some notes here on the London games, okay? And this will pop up. This game will pop up earlier than any other one because it'll be one of those NFL specials. You know what's going on in the preseason. You know what's going on in the regular season. So this will be a game that we can bet a little bit early. Uh, favorites, 20 Six and one straight up, 77% win rate. So the Broncos are going to be favored. Just know 77% of favorites win. Also a 63% cover rate, 17 and 10 against the spread across the last 27 games played there. 63% cover rate. So keep this in mind. There's a lot could change between now and October 30th. I get it. But I'm looking at some of these numbers saying, Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. we could get a little fancy here, okay? Now, favorites have been blowing out opponents too, and they've been winning by plus 15.1 points in the last 10 London games. So I wouldn't worry about it right now. If you want to get ahead of this and when Bet Rivers posts it, I mean, if they set this thing in single digits, even nine and a half, I would likely back the Broncos. Definitely on the spread. Money line is going to be ridiculous. You're not going to want to bother with that. Last two double-digit point spreads were covered by the favorite, though. So the last two, there haven't been that many double-digit favorites overall in London. You've got to take into account, you know, it's not one time zone you're going through. You're going through the... the uh, Mount, you're going through our time zone, Central, East Coast, and then another five hours over there. So we're really, what, like eight hours behind London? They'll take that into account. The Broncos will be there. They'll probably get a home game before that, fly out the next day, go have a nice week in London, and then go kick the Jaguars' butts. Broncos futures on Bet Rivers. Broncos plus 1,700 to win the Super Bowl, 17 to 1. You lay down $100, you get 1,700 back if they win it. Seven teams are ahead of them. And these are the lines on Bet Rivers. Bills, Bucks, favorites. Chiefs, Packers, Rams, Niners, and Chargers. I still, this is something I'll be discussing all summer long. Why the Chargers are continuously ahead of the Broncos and the odds. Like, why do people think the Chargers are so much better than the Broncos? Not going to bother with it now. I will be getting, uh, I will be getting uh, that taken care of as the summer goes on. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of fans that'll be complaining too. The morning of the game, I'm going to wake up. I got to watch this. I had a guy hit me up and say, listen, um, I got some older relatives. They don't know how to stream things. How are they going to watch the game? I said, just relax. It's going to be on free broadcast TV when probably ABC. And if not, they could still find it on ESPN. But it's on ESPN Plus streaming. You're going to be able to watch the game here in Denver. And you're not going to have to get ESPN Plus. I promise you that. I promise you that. Okay, so don't worry about it. Don't freak out. Now, what does that mean for the fans in Wyoming and Nebraska and, you know, just about anywhere else, Montana, Idaho, where they love the Broncos? Not so sure about that. But for those of you in the Denver area, likely the whole Colorado market, you're going to be able to watch this and not have to sign up for ESPN+. So there you go. Now, the Broncos... The last time they played, and the only time they played in London was October of 2010, and that's when Josh McDaniel got the uh, got the fifty thousand dollar fine <laughs> for 
<laughs> for videotaping six minutes of the 49ers walkthrough practice. I mean, they're just shows so shady. The whole New England thing, just so shady. So successful, so shady. So, again, if it's awesome if you have the means to get to London to watch this game. You'll have a really good team playing Sunday morning. Sometimes they got, like, the Jets and the Jaguars, just those horrible games. This is a great game, at least if you're a Broncos fan. Again, I'm happy, all right? Russ versus Lawrence, Broncos versus Jags. Let's get it going. Number three on the front range for Let's talk some Rockies. A little disappointing last night. They got blown out by the Nationals. Blown out. And tonight, you got a couple lefties. Austin Gomber, Patrick Corbin. The pitching matchup, it's nasty here. It's going to be in the 40s and rain and gross. And I mean, it's really easy to look toward the over here at Coors Field. But even with two, I would say Corbin struggling. Gomber has pitched fairly well. I'm staying away from the total. I'm bet rivers minus 112. The total is 10 and a half, 10 and a half minus 112 to the over minus 106 to the under slight lean to the under. Not going to bet it though. Lead after five innings. This is kind of what I like. My guy, Joey work with run pure bets is on this too. Once I have a bet and I know that a couple of guys, if they're on the same thing as I am, I'm feeling really good. So my bet from this game is that the Rockies are going to have the lead after five innings. What you got to do there is go down and you'll see on Bet Rivers where it says game line specials, and it's always <clears throat> going to say uh, innings. It'll say first inning, and then there's something you can click on innings. Go to five innings and the three-way, and you bet the Rockies minus 117 to win that. I think they get to Corbin pretty early tonight. Maybe not with a crooked number, but Corbin is just not locating. It's always tough to come out here and pitch. And Gomber has been okay to this point. Full games in the money with the money line, it's right around the 150 range. I wouldn't hate you for betting it if you're back in the Rockies. Ultimately, that was the first thought that I had. And then I looked to the first five and I said, let's do that. Uh, Rockies leading baseball and batting average at 265. That's a stat that really doesn't mean too much, but at least you know, it shows you getting on. They're getting on base. Slugging percentage, number one in baseball at 403. Second and on-base percentage, 337. So those of us that thought they would struggle offensively on the road, they have had a couple of games where they were down, but they're just crushing at home, man. And they crush left-handers too, 867 on-base plus slugging. <whistles> That's big. It's another reason why I like the Rocks tonight. Corbin struggling with consistency. He can't command his slider. You can't command your slider. You're not getting the same spin rate up here. And I think he's going to give up three or four runs, probably I'm going to say that he's going to give up three to four runs in the first five innings. Nothing crooked, just not a great start. Uh, Washington not hitting for power. I know Josh Bell and Juan Soto hit home runs, and those are the two guys you got to be afraid of, but they're 26th in home runs in Major League Baseball with just 14. Rockies are ninth with 25 home runs. Nats are a bad team, poor starting pitcher on the mound, Team struggling to hit for power outside of Soto and Bell. I'm going to take the bullpens out of the equation here, okay? The Nationals are also just disgusting defensively. <laughs> you think the Rockies are bad? These guys are worse in the field. 18 errors so far. Combine that with the Rockies' success at home. Yep, give me the Rockies' first five minus a half a run. All right, let's get into uh, last night real quick. The Rockies... 10-2 loss to the Nats at Coors Field. Man, Marquez is starting to worry me a little bit. He says his command's always off early in the season. 
Ooh, this, this is bad. Seven runs, 10 hits, five innings. Really may have had one good start so far this season. And Buddy Black came out and said it's partly mechanics, partly lack of concentration, partly not being as aggressive as he needs to be. Now, Marquez came back and said this has nothing to do with concentration, but there's no doubt his mechanics are off. And there's no doubt that he's not being aggressive enough. And I think the early season failures that he has are definitely leading into the lack of aggressiveness. So we'd like to see him get back on track here uh, sooner or later. And look, you know, this team's over 500, and that's been without really a good Herman Marquez. Uh, last thing on the Rockies, Chris Bryant, still no timetable for return. Boy, here we are, month of April. He was hurt for a big chunk of it, still has not hit a home run as a member of the Colorado Rockies. Okay, last but not least, let's get into number four in the front range four. A lot of people talking NBA playoffs out here. By the way, uh, Michael Malone with a press conference, that just wrapped up. I'm going to dig into it and talk about it tomorrow because they were talking about maybe DeMarcus Cousins not being back, how they've got to tweak the roster, how the window you know, isn't going to be open forever with Nikola Jokic. I thought that was interesting. But we got two games coming up tonight. Eastern Conference semis, Sixers at the Heat, Miami minus eight and a half. The total here is 207 and a half. Okay. Um, in the past two seasons, there have been three games with totals of 208 or fewer. The over went three and oh, and they covered by 16 points per game. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw a half unit on that. Not just because of that, but. And I get it. And beat is gone, but there's still a lot of scores. James Harden has to wake up. Maxie's a hell of a good player. On the other side, with the Heat, I've got to think Jimmy Butler comes back tonight. The total here is 207.5. Miami coming off a rough game. Again, uh, not a good performance. Um, although they're up 1-0 in the series, but there was no Jimmy Butler. Miami, they averaged one point per possession. They turned the ball over 20 20% of their first half possessions. I can't believe I typed that down. That looks like a typo, but it's not. And then you got Doc Rivers using DeAndre Jordan at center. I mean, Philly was outscored by 22 points in his 17 minutes on the floor. I just, I don't know what Doc is doing. I think the Heat win this game eight and a half is a lot, but I do like the total to go over the 207 and a half. That's just not a lot of scoring. And then the other game, Mavericks at the Suns. Suns minus six. Two sixteen and a half. Suns lead this uh, series one game to none. So again, the Bet Rivers odds uh, minus six and two sixteen and a half. Luka Doncic amazing in game one, forty five points, fifteen to thirty shooting with twelve rebounds and eight assists. So he had forty five, twelve and eight. Kind of a Jokic type line. No bet on this one. Half unit on the two hundred seven and a half from Philly and Miami. We're going to take the Rockies first half. Minus a half a run. So that means they got to win the first five innings. Those are the bets I got. We'll come back and we'll have bets tomorrow on the Avalanche and another one on the Rockies and maybe another NBA bet. And I'm just waiting for that Broncos Jags number to get posted. That'll be fun. Next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, my man Ian St. Clair, play Colorado. We're going to talk abs, we're going to talk Broncos draft and a sports book here in Colorado, they did a no-no and they got in big trouble and hopefully they'll get in really, 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 really big trouble because um, they really screwed some people over. At least one and probably a lot. We'll discuss that more next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.
Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As promised, our Wednesday guest, Ian St. Clair, Play Colorado, PlayColorado.com. And he's just a happy guy today because he was at the abs game last night. And that thing was over maybe 15 minutes after the game started. Talk to me here, Ian. I know you're in a good mood this morning. You should be, you should be in a good mood because it's a one nothing series lead for the abs. I put it on Twitter before the game started. There is nothing like the Stanley cup playoffs. If you have not attended a Stanley cup playoff game, put it on your bucket list. There is, Nothing like it. But there is the emotion in the building. You could feel it. As soon as the players left the ice and Matt Duchesne, former Avs player, plays for the Predators now, once he was booed as he went off the ice for pregame skate, you could feel the emotion in the building. You could just feel it. And I haven't felt like that since the Stanley Cup run 21 years ago. And it, it, it's there again. It, this team knows what it needs to do, and it went out and did it. And I think this is what this team looks like healthy. This is the first time since the trade deadline that Gabriel Landeskog has been on the ice. You have Miko Ranton and Nazem Kadri back from their illnesses. This team is dangerous and fully healthy. Now, obviously, hopefully Andrew Cagliano is going to be able to come back and play on Thursday for game two because of all the goals that were scored throughout the course of that game, that shorthanded goal, I think, epitomizes the difference for this ass team this year. So I wonder if when this place was going bananas last night, when ball was going on uh, bananas, that you were thinking, I wonder if this crowd can do this again and again and again. Because it was almost like, okay, the regular season doesn't matter. They'll win a bunch of games. Let's go. We were waiting for this. Do you think that that type of intensity from the crowd continues? In round one, are we going to have to wait till the next round to hear that again? I think you're going to hear it on Thursday. I think it's just going to amp it up even more. I think this team knows what it needs to do. And I think you heard it after the game in Kale McCarr's news conference with Landeskog. Nothing happened now. It's on to game two. They know Nashville is going to come out, and they're going to be pissed off. The Predators are going to come out a different team. And I think you're going to see more goonish stuff from them. Yes, I just created that word, goonish because that's what the Predators are. But you're going to see the Avs amp it up and pick it up because they know they didn't do anything now. Now it's on to game two. They need to be be better. They need to be a little – they need to shore some things up in the neutral zone, which led to that second goal by Matt Duchesne. But, yes, I think the Avs – I think not just the Avs. I think the crowd is going to just continue to get progressively amped up and hopefully better in terms of the team on the ice. I mean, as long as they get off to these hot starts, right? I mean, a, an 0-2 deficit can really shut a crowd up. I'm just not so sure that the Predators can be able to do that. 
uh, with their current goaltending situation. I mean, they get their big guy back, then all of a sudden you're talking about a game. But last night was target practice, and it started with McKinnon, and it just didn't stop. And I think that's the key to this series. Nashville takes a lot of penalties. We saw that in the last regular season home game between these two teams. Nashville takes a lot of penalties. The Avs have to take advantage on the power play, and they did that last night. They're able to move the puck. There was one power play where they didn't score, but the puck was in the Nashville zone the entire power play. That's what they need to do. And I I mentioned this to you last week. One of the reasons I wanted them to face Nashville is the the health status of UC Soros. He is a phenomenal goaltender. But with him out, that takes away a lot for Nashville. So now if they're going to get motivated by the crowd, we heard it from McKinnon, we heard it from Landeskog, Bednar said it. And funny thing, I I don't know if any of the listeners or you have ever watched Letter Kenny, but I finally pieced together Jared Bednar sounds like a member of Letterkenny. Like, he could be a character on it just because of his Canadian accent. Weird tangent. But I... I, I have, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. It, it's a show on Hulu. Watch it. It's hilarious. It's like the Canadian Napoleon Dynamite. Hmm. Actually, actually sounds kind of interesting. It's hilarious. I mean, isn't Idaho part of Canada already, though? So it's really not, like, anything different than Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. I, I mean, it's basically... I mean, you yeah. have to go through Montana, but... Yeah, Idaho is Canada. I don't know yeah, if Canada I, wants Idaho. Yeah, just give it to them. Just take just take Idaho. So we got through that. Um, is there a, a global conspiracy by UC Soros since he has his last name to just take over the world? Do you think that's going to happen? I'm not touching that. You know, <laughs> and I do not blame you, sir. The difference. I do not he, blame you. I, How does game? How does game two go? How do you think it goes? Because I, I, I'm with you. I think Nashville, if they get down, they just start throwing. Yeah, I and we saw a little bit of that. I, I still don't understand how at the end of the second period, Nashville instigates all of it, and Matson's the one. Matson's the one who gets the penalty, and Lykanen gets a, a game misconduct. But I, I think you're going to see more of that stuff, especially if the Avs come out the way they did in game two. Now, I don't think that they're going to be able to score seven goals. I, I think Nashville will, will, will try to tighten it up a little bit defensively. The key is for the Avalanche to continue to get pucks on net. I think that's one of take advantage of the power plays that Nashville gives them and get pucks on net. That is one of the huge things that teams need to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I, I think it, it'll be more physical. I think Nashville will try to tune it up and tighten up the neutral zone. I don't know how much it will work because the speed of the Avalanche and the depth is going to be too much for Nashville. If, if there's adversity, let's say Nashville gets the first goal of the game, how do they react to that? Do they do what they did against Nashville last year after they completely walloped the Golden Knights in game one? Or I just do they... Yeah. I, 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 I don't think Nashville is deep enough. I just don't think it's going to go like it did because I don't think you you can rely on scoring seven goals in a Stanley Cup playoff game. But, I, I mean, the difference is that they're on their third goaltender now. So that could be what leads them to scoring goals. It's just do what they did in game one. Play with speed. Play with physicality. Be sharp in your own zone. And then things good things happen. I, I think that's what you're going to see from this Avs team going forward. 
So here's my thought, and I've spent the last two weeks saying I'm not going to back the Avalanche the last two weeks of the regular season. They're not trying. My little concern was that they would come out a little bit slow in the first period. Right before the game started, I said, you know what, screw this. They're probably going to come out and just put their foot on their throat. Hopefully things work out. Um, they're basically going to be shooting at an empty net. Maybe we can get a 2-0, two, 2-1 two nothing, two lead. So I bet the first period um, in the three-way and won that one. And my question for you then would be, do they do that again in game number two? Do you think they just come out with that energy and stuff the Preds? Or are the Preds going to be a lot more competitive, at least from the early goings? I don't think it has anything to do with Nashville, to be honest. I it, Nashville can do all it wants to try to be competitive. If the Avalanche come out the way they did in, in period one, no one in the National Hockey League can stop this team. Not Florida, not Toronto, not Boston, not Calgary. There is not a team in the NHL that can stop this team if it comes out the way it did in period one. And I think that's what you're going to see from this team. This team is extremely motivated. It knows what's in front of it. It wants to win the Stanley Cup. It knows what's happened the last three years. It knows what happened last year against the Golden Knights. It doesn't want to live through that again. You're going to see the same effort from the Avalanche, and it won't matter what Nashville does. Well, good. Then I might have to take them in the first period again. I'm not sure yet, um, but now going forward, they're the overwhelming favorites to win the Cup. I mean, now we're talking about a situation where they're basically they're a little more than two to one. Can you believe this? I started at yeah. plus 600. I think I got them at 475 and 375, and now they're like 225. Like, there, there's no value there. If you think they're going to win, I suppose I would just take them on the money line here on, here on out. Yes. It's amazing. After one night last night, you already thought they were the best team, and now forget about it. They, Everybody's on them. And I think the other thing that plays into that is the book saw what happened down in South Beach with the Florida Panthers losing game one to the Capitals. I mean, now you're in a situation where you have Alex Ovechkin and that Capitals team that just won a Stanley Cup a few years ago with the confidence to go in and take game two now against the Florida Panthers who won the President's Trophy. And then you have Florida living through its recent playoff nightmares about what happened against the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. They haven't won a playoff series since the, Pan since the Panthers went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1996, which is insane to me. But I think that's another reason why the Az are such huge favorites right now is because of what happened in Florida. But it, the depth of the avalanche and the motivation that they have is why they are where they are right now with the books. Plus 235 is the number. Uh, TV, I want to talk to you about this. Did anybody hit you up last night saying after the full regular season, they couldn't watch any of the games, except you could on ESPN Plus, you could watch some of them. Then nobody could watch it on TV because the Rangers-Penguins went to triple overtime. Now, if you listen to the broadcast, they said just go to ESPNU. I didn't know I had ESPNU. Okay, I, I tried to watch some did. college basketball on ESPNU. I was like, oh, no. You know, I finally I, I got to watch them during the regular season. Now we finally get to the playoffs and I can't watch them. Right. But, it, it, you know, we, we had the broadcast. Then we had the ESPN broadcast and you found it. If you if you hadn't been watching the abs, ultimately you could have found it. But did you have anybody hitting you up complaining about that? I saw multiple people on the timeline in between periods, especially the second intermission when the, the Rangers and Panthers were going into the third overtime. 
that they couldn't watch it because the, the game was on ESPNU. And I, I don't know how many people know they have ESPNU, but I, I think it just ties into the as fans can't win, even when they're in the playoffs and there isn't a blackout. And there used to be blackouts for playoff games when they were on ESPN. You couldn't watch it because they were on the regional channel for uh, for the Avalanche. And with this ongoing cronky sports and entertainment feud with Altitude, still couldn't watch it. I, I, I think it just, it, like I said, it shows that they can't win no matter what they do. I forgot it was on altitude, though. That was my whole thing. Like, I forgot the local broadcast. So I'm sitting there going, how am I going to watch this game? And then I texted a friend. He goes, why don't you just turn it on altitude, ding dong. I said, that's fine. I'm still going to watch the game. I'll, I'll watch it with the national broadcast. That's fine. But I, I still think there's a massive chunk of people that didn't watch that game last night because they just didn't think they had access to it. Exactly. And that's frustrating. And, I, and if you stream it, I mean – there's there's ways to get ESPN, but ESPNU, I I mean, why couldn't they just put it on ES? I mean, it couldn't be ESPN two because they had Calgary and Dallas, so that would be why it wasn't on ESPN two. So that's why it was on ESPNU. I, it's just, I, at least it wasn't on the Ocho. <sighs> at least it wasn't. On, I I like the Ocho by the way. I hope they bring it back. I love dodgeball and you know like lawn darts and stuff like that. I think it's kind of fun. I think it's a lot of fun, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, anything else in the abs you'd like to discuss before we get into the Broncos and the Rockies? I, I mentioned it that the goal that I like the most, that I think epitomizes this team and the difference, is Cogliano's shorthanded goal. Mm -hmm. I it, The effort, not giving up on the play, that I, I think is what this team has now. And then you look at the defensive pairings. I love the addition of Josh Manson now playing with Samuel Gerrard. And now you can have Eric Johnson playing with Bo Byram. I, I look at that Manson trade. Kind of, I mean, it's not on the same level because I don't know if Manson's going to be around after this playoff run. I hope he is because he's an extremely I, – I compared him to Adam Foote with the way that he – his physicality and how, how good he plays in his own zone. I compare it to when John Elway brought in DeMarcus Ware for Vaughn Miller – that that's going to be able to help Sam Gerrard overcome some of his Tyson Berry-esque moments of he's a great offensive defenseman, but he has his breakdowns defensively. Having someone like that next to him makes him better and makes the avalanche defensive depth that much better and makes the defenseman that much better. I love the depth of this team. I, I think it's what's going to catapult this team to something that we haven't seen in 21 years. It's definitely there. Everything's set up for them. They've got they got the goaltending this time. They've got everybody they need. McKinnon looks like he's just and McKinnon is the Conn Smythe Trophy favorite, like by far and away. He should be right. Yeah, and this I, mean, I think it's plus six fifty, and and it just it's just going to go up. Yeah, as the Avalanche continue to roll. And I, I think you mentioned McKinnon. As good as he is in the regular season, he's even better in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He's on a list now with with Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Yari Curry for fastest to 70 points in the playoffs. He did it in, was it it's 51 or 52 games? I think it's 51. He beat Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick was another one of those guys who was even better in the playoffs. 
Nathan McKinnon is now on that list. So absolutely, Nathan McKinnon is the Conn Smythe Trophy favorite, as he should be. Yeah, he should be. But he should – all right, so here, I got the list in front of me. Who should be the second favorite to win the Conn Smythe Trophy? And he is from the Avalanche. Who would it be? Uh, I'd say probably Kale McCarr. Oh, look at you, smarty pants. So McKinnon's plus 650. I bet you when we talk this time next week, it'll be in the fives. McCarr is 10 to 1, tied with Austin Matthews and Jakob Markstrom. And then Miko the Frico at 14 to 1, and Kadri at plus 2,000. Kadri isn't right still, is he? I I think he is. I I think he's still getting a little bit back from his illness. I think he'll be better in game two. What'd you see from Landeskog? We hadn't seen that guy in a long time. I didn't see any issues with him. I, I think he's still going to – there's still – you have to get that into that game mode. I mean, you just can't flip the switch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it may take a little bit of time for him, but he looked good. And the fact that he's playing on a line with Kadri and, and Lykanen, and then you have Burakovsky on the third line, that's something else that I think people need to, to look at. When you're able to get a guy with that kind of speed and skill – and put him on a third line like Bednar is able to do, you can't overcome that if you're a defensive team, if you're a team like the Nashville Predators or any team left in the playoffs. That depth is insane. But Landis Gog looked good. He he brings that leadership. And I, it's like that calming influence where, oh, we got our captain back. He's going to be able to do things, have our back. He's going to protect us. He's going to get in scrums after the whistle. So I, I like the way Landis Gog looked. We just spent about 17 minutes on the Avs. Do like you it. think that the fan will spend 17 minutes all day on the Avs? No, they'll probably be talking about the Broncos in Europe. They definitely will be talking about the Broncos in Europe. I actually had to lead with the Broncos in Europe today, but I promised we'd spend triple the time on the Avalanche because they deserve it. They, they, it's and just, they should. I, yeah, I, I but, think... well, here's the problem. And I get why the local media isn't as big on him. First of all, you can't watch the half, 80% of town can't watch the games. And also they've just had too many failures in the playoffs. I think by the conference semi or by, yeah, by the conference finals, they get to the conference finals and there isn't more coverage on the avalanche than they're not doing. Then they're doing the, the sports fan a disservice here in town. But at this point, I totally get it. Yeah, Game one in a round where the Avalanche have lost, what, two games over the last three years? Even next round? I think you ramp this up in the conference finals. I'll be talking about it because we're betting it, and, and I enjoy hockey, but that's the way I think things go. Yeah, and, and, and I totally agree. And I, I think we've talked about it. The, the difference is Russell Wilson. The, I mean, the Broncos will always be the driver of this market, and now that they have a franchise elite quarterback, and now that they're playing in London, Absolutely. That that should be the focus because the Broncos drive this market. Okay. Let's move on to May the 4th, okay? Because you told me your your significant other likes science fiction. I love science fiction. I'm not a Star Trek guy, though. Never been a, only a Star Wars guy. My One of my first memories, probably my first memory in life was seeing the original Star Wars. So I'm even older than you, dude. I was like three, maybe four years old when I saw that thing. So I love the original ones. I love the Mandalorian. I think Obi-Wan is going to be terrific. There's some great shows right now that are out. Uh, Obi-Wan's coming out later this month. Are you a May the 4th guy, or do you just leave that stuff to your wife? I, I, I'm a May the 4th guy. I mean, I, I've always liked 
Star Wars. I never really got into Star Trek. My wife made me watch the original Star Trek movies, and mm. holy cow. Like, the first one is okay, but the second one... Well, what Khan. about the Wrath of Khan when he crawled, when the other worm crawled in his ear? You didn't like that? No, the, the second movie, The Wrath of Khan, is just yeah. horrible. It is it one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> and the acting ability of William Shatner, oh, Lord. But, yeah, I, I love the Star Wars movies. I love Han Solo. I love The Mandalorian. It, I mean, they're fun. How do you not love Baby Yoda? I mean, come on. Yeah, I've got high hopes for this Obi-Wan series, too. I, I've got really high hopes for it. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, so back to sports, okay? I haven't talked to you about the Broncos draft. I just want to get your thoughts on it overall. I mean, it was Russell Wilson with their first-round pick. And then they move on. They take care of their edge rusher. They take care of every position I think that they needed, with the exception of offensive line. And that just tells me Billy Turner starting a right tackle. Yes. What were some of your thoughts here? on the Broncos draft. I, I think most importantly, you mentioned it, George Payton used the first round pick on Russell Wilson. The rest of the picks were depth and to helpfully help with special teams. I, I think especially in the, the day three picks, those are ones that are going to be special teams players because aside from quarterback, one of the biggest issues for this team has been special teams and I think the players that Peyton drafted in the third round in the, in the, on the third day rather are guys who are going to help with that and I, I like the fact that they got their returner potentially I, I think that was a huge yes. thing and hopefully this coaching staff does a better job of developing him than John Fox and his staff did with Trendon Holiday or the other staffs I think it was Vance Joseph with Isaiah McKenzie, who is now in Buffalo and serves as a, a pretty reliable weapon for Josh Allen and that Bills offense. So I, I think that's the pick that I like because they have a returner now who has breakaway ability, who can who can flip the field. And that's another aspect that the Broncos need. They need a returner who can flip the field and allow Russell Wilson and the offense to have better field position. So I overall, I, I, I think it's asinine to grade drafts right yes. after it until the players get on the field. But if I give it A-plus because they got Russell Wilson. I loved it. A-plus because they got Russell Wilson. I would say a B, maybe a B-plus because they filled in the, uh, the depth without Russell Wilson. So I think he did a fine job. You know, And you're right. We're, everybody's grading these drafts right now. You want to go back to the 2019 draft? Can we go back three years? To talk about that draft and we can actually grade it huh what'd you think noah fant 20th overall dalton reisner 41 42 drew lock draymond jones 71st justin hollins Jawan winfrey uh let's give the 2019 broncos draft a d Actually, I, I would give it an A because two of those pieces led to Russell Wilson. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, take that out of the <laughs> – let's just look at it at player personnel, okay? Noah Fant did not pan out here. D. True. I, I give him a D. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Guy didn't even want to block. Dalton Reisner? All right, he's fine. We give him a – and, and I will say this to Dalton Reisner. Yeah. His rookie year was in – Rich Scangarello's offense, which is basically yeah. similar to Nathaniel Hackett's offense. And he 
I, I thought he played extremely well his rookie year in that system. So the fact that he's going to be able to go back to that, I think will help him. Yeah, he's got an incomplete. You know what? I'll give him a B minus. At least he's still on the roster. Drew Locke, F. F minus. He went to Missouri, too. How did they know that? Draymond Jones? Huh? B? Yeah. Eh, B? Yeah. 71st overall. Don't get too excited. Justin Hollins? Well, he's with the Rams now, so F. J Jawan Winfrey? He went to CU. I don't even know if he's still in the league anymore. I think that that 2019 Broncos draft gets a D. We can actually grade that one. That, yeah, that draft class that. gets a D. Yes. What a horrible draft. And that was John Elway because uh, he decided to take Drew Locke because he was tall. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that was the only reason he took him. I I honestly don't know why he took Drew Locke. I, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> and maybe his lip syncing ability because that's about all he can do. Uh, who am I reading here? Uh, I don't want to give his name out. He gave that pick a B plus at the time, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was there there. I would say the majority of the people did not buy into that pick, but you'll always have the five percent that, to the end of time, will say if he just got a chance. They're still saying that. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's five percent of those people that are saying if you just gave him a chance. I feel like they gave him a chance, and he sucked. And you're gonna see that in Seattle too. You just can't fix it. You can't nope, fix it. You good backup quarterback. Yeah, he'll That's be a about good clipboard holder. You watch any Rockies games this year? I, I not since the playoffs started. I I know that they're. I mean that they had that stinker against the Nationals. At least the Avs got tacos. Uh, but I, I I think it's interesting. I I'm curious to see if they can keep this going. And I I, I think I told you a couple weeks ago, winning breeds confidence, and it, we'll see if they can continue to get the pitching, if they can overcome having a loss like they did in the opener against the Nationals, if they come back, it, you don't want to string losses together. And that's what the Rockies do better than anything is string losses together. So we'll see if they're able to come back and, and put one together against a, a pretty bad Nationals team. Yeah, bad, bad. The, the Rockies are going to just be the same old team. Good at home, bad on the road. It's, that's, I'd rather him be good at home than on the road. So at least you got a chance to see a winner at home as opposed to the road, you know? Yeah, you got to check out thing. that glorified sports bar at 20th and Blake. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Go hang it out. Go hang out at the glorified. I will not be going tonight. By the way, it's in the 40s and it's raining. Uh, it's just horrible baseball weather. I don't know. I just... You could get club level tickets and hang out in the club level. I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to go all the way down there in the rain. Just leave me alone. Let me alone. Let me enjoy a night. I'll go watch some more uh, hockey. I'll go watch some more NBA. Maybe actually spend quality time with the people that I love. There you go. That would be a nice thing to do, right? Yeah. Just actually take a night and see people. There's no playoffs for the Avalanche. There's a Rockies game against the Nationals. Big deal. Go spend some time with your loved ones on May the 4th. Go dress like Han Solo. Exactly. Go give her a little, uh, a little Chewbacca. A little Chewbacca. You know, have a good time. little Mandalorian. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way. Yeah, use some uh, Jedi mind tricks on her tonight. Really get crazy. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine if Jedi mind tricks were real and you could control people? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there is a former president who's able to do that, but we won't get into that. So, Ian, Ian, last thing before we go, we're not going to name the sports book, okay? I sent you this because all the hosts on Visa were going crazy. 
So first of all, did you know that they call going to Blackhawk going over the hill? Yes. Okay. So at least you knew that. All right. But I don't know anyone that says that, but I know that that's what they call it. Correct. Have you ever said I'm going over the hill? No, I have not. Because okay. to be honest, I didn't go to Blackhawk until I started covering the industry. So yes. I had no need to know what over the hill meant. Yeah, I don't even want to go. I don't want to go over the hill personally. And I don't want to go south either. What is that? Cripple Creek, Cripple right? Cripple Creek, which is more Is that under, under the hill? I, I guess. It's more unrefined than Deadwood for those of a, for those who know the historic gaming town in the Black Hills of South Dakota. So there was a, what was there? There was a sports book. And again, we're not going to name it. Yeah, we'll go unnamed. But a guy goes up there, he hit his limit. I think it was it was James Salinas, who's yeah. the Superbook winner. If you're better, you know what the Superbook, uh, what the Super Contest is. So anyways, he goes and he maxed out his limits online. They wouldn't let him bet it. So he went to a book up the hill and they just decided to make the worst odds ever. And you know a little bit more about the story too, because you dug into this. Anything you can add to the story and what the hell is going on? This is just another reason that you don't need to go to a sports book anymore. Exactly. And if you're a sharp better, it, it, it shows that they'll have great odds, but as soon as, and this is what happened. He wanted to place a couple bets on the draft and he put them in. The guy behind the, the table said, we'll take whatever you want. And so when he did it, they ended up changing the odds. As hard as that is to believe, they changed the odds after he put in the book. So they came back and they did it again. So you mentioned Salinas. He wanted to go and he was looking at... Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau draft odds. Correct. Salinas thought that Thibodeau would be selected among the top five picks and also go number two. Salinas said that he found such odds on three unspecified Colorado online sports books, threw a dime on each. Mm -hmm. But then he wanted to check out the odds at retail sports books up the hill in Blackhawk. <laughs> so he says he found the odds at two sports books, one being one that will go unnamed. He said he asked the folks at the counter, what are your limits on the draft? A big barrel-chested guy, as he said in the Vision video, said, we'll take whatever you bet. We're going, what are you going to fire? Salinas said he requested a 3,000 bet on Thibodeau to go in the draft's top five at the listed plus 100 odds. He also okay. said he went with a $1,000 bet at plus 350 on Thibodeau to go second overall. Sure, we'll take that. Salinas goes on to add, they're counting out the money. They put the ticket out there. They don't hand me the ticket yet. Before they hand me the ticket, they say, "Oh, we're gonna need to. We're gonna need your face ID." Fine. All right. I'm an old guy. I'm sure this isn't about being 21 or not, but I'll let you look at my ID. Strictly a formality, they say. Mm -hmm. They said we're going to run through the process, and we'll we'll be able to make the transaction, and you'll go on your way. Salinas then says the unspecified sports book up the hill the ticket writer then came back after a few minutes and informed him they were going to limit the size of his bets instead of 3000 on a Thibodeau top five wager Salinas said they the sports book bumped it down to a, a thousand max and uh -huh. on a thousand Thibodeau number two overall bet the sports book capped it at 500 that's okay let's do that Salinas recalls in the video but then 
Selena says the employee informed him that the lines on the wagers had changed as well. So instead of plus 100 odds on the Thibodeau top five bet, Selena says he was informed the price was now minus 129. And the plus 350 Thibodeau number two overall wager dropped to plus 250. They asked, what would you like to do, sir? I said, you can give me my money back and I'll hit the road. You guys can give the Mickey Mouse ears to somebody else to go with your little ham and egger outfit here. <laughs> now, <laughs> ham and egger. The biggest news out of this is it has now come out that the Colorado Division of Gaming is investigating this, as they should, because you have a sharp better coming in, sees the odds, wants to put 3,000 on plus 100 for Thibodeau to go number five, and you come back and not take his money and adjust the odds, that needs to be investigated. And I want to know how, and I play Colorado.com, you can read the story, the unspecified retail sportsbook odds dispute results in state investigation. I, I'm, I'm curious, how often does this happen with other professional sharp betters in Blackhawk and Cripple, and not, not Cripple Creek, because Cripple Creek doesn't have decent sportsbooks yet. But how often does it happen in Blackhawk and Central City? And we are looking into that at PlayColorado.com. Good. Good. Let me know how that works out because that's absolutely unacceptable. There's another book, too, that just got in trouble. Starts with an M. Yep. Um, so I wish, you, you know, it took a long time for people to come around on the idea of sports betting and how it can help the, the water project. I mean, that's the most important thing that we got going on out here, right? Yep. And now you got these books that are making it look shady. It's just, it's so tough for the sports betting industry to shed this label. Here, I'll, I'll say for this, I've got a, um, you know, I got two kids and then my ex-wife looks at me, she's like, you're a professional gambler. It's like a professional gambler is the worst thing that you can be. We're trying to change this. We're trying to put this on the up and up, yep. right? We pay our taxes. Yep. It's not my main source of income, but I do love sports betting. And then you got these two places that are screwing everything up for us. It's frustrating. It's beyond frustrating. And it, it it's unethical. It is completely unethical how you're able to come in, have someone put money down on the odds that you set. No one forced this sports book to have the odds that they did. And then to not take the action, but you, you did take it. And then not only limit him, but change the odds in the process. That needs to be investigated. And... Like I said, we'll report what the Division of Gaming unfolds, comes up with in its investigation. But, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, for an industry that's trying to shake the – this doesn't – this happens in back alleys. And if uh -huh. you don't you don't pay your bookie, you're going to get your knees whacked. <laughs> this, this doesn't help. And this is a professional book that's licensed and regulated by the Colorado Division of Gaming. This is unacceptable. This cannot continue to happen. And I'm not a fan of this sports book to begin with. I will never use this sports book. I don't like what the said company that runs the sports book. I don't like how they do business. But this is unacceptable. And I, I'd really like to know if other sports books in Colorado are doing this and if it's happening here, it's happening at other markets across the country. I think that 
the the two places that we're talking about specifically and the one big place we're talking about specifically and you go to play colorado to figure out which book we're talking about but they have gone out and said that they limit some of the bigger betters they when you look at the app there's there's five ten twenty five dollar bets they don't want big bets no they want to just kill you by a thousand cuts and that and that's and the, the problem case, for them is and that's the case you got big, the, the big books don't want that either We've had the owner no. of another huge giant sports book say, we just want the, the, the fans that do 20 to 25 bucks. But you can't have it that way. And it drives me nuts that they limit people too. Listen, sports books, and I'm getting paid by sports books, and they know this. They're making so much money, right? Why do the rules get to change from your end that somebody can't come in and bet $100,000 on something if they want to bet on it? Why do those rules change? How are they allowed to limit it? I wish they just would stop with the limits. It's as simple as that. Is that going to force us to pay more juice? I don't know, but I just think it's wrong. That's a one-way street. But as far as the book that did what they did, absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. I, and honestly, I don't think, I think they're, they probably have enough money to keep their book. I, I wish they'd shut the damn book down. That You need to send a statement when yes. you're screwing over the consumer. I, I totally want, I wholeheartedly agree with you. They need to send a message on this. They need to have the people who think that this is still dark alley under the light, Tony Soprano stuff that need, they need to send them. It needs to be sent. Uh, but on a lighter note, <laughs> you would think that sports books, as long as they take these massive dumb wagers from mattress Mac, they have their money to make up for the, to not yeah. having to limit other people. Yeah. They're going to be fine. I just wish it wasn't a one-way street. Ian St. Clair, more pub for the Play Colorado, and we'll get you out of here. As you mentioned, playcolorado.com uh, talked about this uh, state investigation into this unnamed retail sports book, Up the Hill. We also have uh, all kinds of stuff, a recent story on the Avs and the ways to bet it, bet the Avs looking forward. And as I said before, playcolorado.com is your one-stop shop for betting news, analysis, opinion, features, anything and everything gaming to make you a safer and smarter better. It's as simple as that. Thanks to Ian for hopping on. Again, today's best bet, Rockies. Minus a half a run in the first five to cover against the Nationals if they end up playing that game tonight. That would be nice. I'll be previewing game two of the Avs and Preds with our Avs insider, Mark Springer, tomorrow. We'll have an Avs bet for you as well. For Ian, I'm Holden. Thanks to our producer, Steven. And thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.